Welcome to the Vinoy podcast. As part of our Health Tech CEO series, it's a pleasure to welcome Ian Coons, CEO of Carew Health. Um, and we're going to delve into the story of Carew Health and basically the, the importance of value-based care. But, you know, absolute pleasure to have you here, Ian. Good to see you again. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I wanted to start, obviously, a little bit more personal and, you know, at the beginning, basically kind of talking about you know, your background and, and whether or not that you were destined to do something within healthcare. I don't know about the the destined healthcare. I, I grew up the son of a physician. So from a proximity perspective, you know, I, I think I was destined more so if there is such a thing from an entrepreneurship perspective. I think 14, 15, uh, my parents told me uh, to get a job uh, for the first time, like a, a real job. Uh, and my best friend and I, um, because we didn't want to get a quote real job, we actually comp- uh, created a curb painting business, and we would work half the summer and then spend half the summer at the pool. So I think from an early age there was that that entrepreneurship bug. You know, from a, a medical perspective, I think being around medicine, being on the floor, seeing um, you know the time, the efforts, and and the the gratefulness of of the patients uh, for my father, obviously did move me in that direction, but it wasn't certainly um, the intended uh, profession. So I actually started my career in sports and then, you know, ultimately shifted where I think I was meant to be within in healthcare. So what made you start Carew Health then? Yeah. So I mean, the Carew story really started about two years ago now. So I was talking to a good friend of ours uh, who founded Elego Health Research, uh, which is a, is a well-known kind of CRO. And he was talking to me really about wanting to do something in cardiovascular care, really stemming from the from the disjointed, unsupported experiences dad had with cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just so happened my best friend had a heart attack and passed away at 29. And so I always thought, you know, is there a technology and or a care delivery model that I could create and or deploy that would have prevented the outcomes of the people I love? So the light bulb went off. Uh, my co-founder and I ended up doing kind of a deep dive on the current state of cardiovascular care. And through that, we got connected to Mark McClellan, the old CMS administrator, and he was commissioned by the American Heart Association basically to say, why are outcomes getting worse, not better? When nephrology, oncology, all these other disease states have made notable advances, but the largest facing um, certainly the U.S., uh, cardiovascular has not. And unsurprisingly, the results of that were there's no value-based care and kind of general misaligned incentives with providers. And so, you know, we, we spent the better part of, of that year talking to countless cardiologists. And we would ask them one simple question, which is, if you had unlimited time and resources, how would you build this delivery model that actually put patients first, drove those outcomes and change? And they universally came back and said it had to be this hybrid delivery model, whereby you know we're really enabling um, you know value-based care from a, a traditional volume-based to, to a value-based through our wraparound services and the technology in which we deploy. And so uh, we ended up, uh, you know, launching, um, you know, our first uh, state uh, this year. Uh, we just launched today our second state um, and, and are kind of up to the uh, races. Fantastic. And obviously we're talking there around kind of value-based care. And that is, a, it's a term that gets, you know, thrown around a, a lot in, in, in US healthcare system. How do you define value-based care? Value-based care is often to me like you marketing. It's just a broad word that can mean so many things. To me, it really just means an alternative payment model to the current system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how the mechanisms in which you go by can be varied, right? Whether 
you know, the approaches that you take. There's lots of various, but ultimately to, to deduce it to the most simplistic form, I think it's ultimately, um, you know, creating an alternative payment model uh, mm -hmm. to, you know, the current fee-for-service model in which we operate today. Just thinking around where through health is right now, you mentioned that you, you know, you brought on your second state as of today. So yeah, massive congratulations on that. But you know, where where do you see Karoo kind of in the next kind of couple of years? Like what's what's kind of the next steps for you? Yeah, I mean, I think first it, it's proving that the model, I mean, the value-based care or alternative payment models within cardiology are in its infancy, right? But it's really the largest hand that's ready um to to make that that shift. And so, you know, fast forward where we are. Um you know, really is is one of the most important, you know, kind of certainly specialty companies in the U.S., right? Synonymous with cardiovascular care uh, mm -hmm. in America. And then having that far-reaching touch uh, yeah. of touching, you know, lives of Americans throughout through, uh, you know, our services and the technology and, and our partners, both on the provider side and as well as the, the payer side. Absolutely. And I suppose up to now as well, just kind of thinking about, you know, your growth, like what's been probably some of the biggest headaches that you've had in, you know, in, in the growth of kind of career health over the last kind of couple of years and how have you kind of taken those on? The barriers have been um, less so for the, the payers. I think that payers have this desire and recognition that they want to solve for cardiovascular care and spend, right? And that's both for the patients to do better by the patients. And then there's obviously a cost um, and, and a financial impact as well. But I think for us, you know, early on, you know, it's um, convincing and working with that, hey, this delivery model of enabling VBC through these wraparound services and the technology does work for you, the provider, and it's yeah. not going to jeopardize your income or day-to-day -day clinical workflow, right? But it's going to enhance your experience, um, revenue, uh, and, and certainly the outcomes, most importantly, of, of, of your patients that need, you know, need you the most, right? Yeah. Um, so our first partner, it was, you know, and, and the ones that we talked to, it was, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a problem because there's so much unknown, uh, especially on how it works, how you get paid, value-based care, kind of the metrics milestones within different markets and contracts are different. As we've solved that, those conversations have gotten increasingly easier. And um, now it's at a point where most cardiologists or several cardiologists around the country and health systems and payers are reaching out to us directly saying, hey, we want to do something. We just don't know how. Can you help amplify this model of care and kind of move us um, to, to the future of cardiovascular care. Fantastic. How, how has it come to that point then when they're kind of reaching out to you? Is it just it purely kind of word of mouth or? Yeah. So I, I think it's word of mouth, it's press, but it's also their own internal, you know, moral quandary of, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm seeing, you know, a patient and it's three minutes and I'm saying work out, be healthy, see you later, knowing that that patient is going to end up in the ED. Yeah. Um, for example, we had one of our cardiologists runs a, a very large practice, um, you know, in New York, you know, he had 55 cardiac admissions in a single weekend, right? When you ask him, they don't feel good about this. They no. say 50 to 75% don't need to, right? But there's never been um, within cardiovascular that wraparound services and the technology that streamlines that process for everyone making it easy, um, lead to better outcomes, and ultimately that lower cost to the system that we're all, you know, kind of striving for. Do you have any advice for future founders, you know, looking to start their own 
health tech company? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that there's there's a couple of fundamental things. It's one, like do something that you either are an expert at or super passionate about, right? Because ultimately you're going to be spending all day, every day, every night thinking about solving this issue. And if you're not, then you're ultimately not going to do it, right? Um, and it's something internally that I've had to learn over the years of starting several businesses, and then, you know, understanding too that, you know, all my personal philosophy is that technology alone is not going to solve healthcare, right? And so what type of tech and people solutions that you can kind of create together to help solve, you know, real life problems. Um, mm -hmm. And then really being uncomfortable. I think that's the real key because yeah. ultimately you get told no every day, you get told you're dumb every day. And you just really have to let things roll off and just kind of continue to see the North Star and ultimately yeah. what you're trying to accomplish as an organization and, and you know, as a human. Um, and so those are kind of things um, that I think were really important, as well as, you know, overly simplistic things that I had to learn the hard way. In my first startup, I should have hired, uh, fired people that were not, you know, kind of high achievers and you know, three months instead of six months when, you know, now that's a lesson learned of it's actually better to to have those conversations sooner, um, you know, for everybody mm -hmm. um, and to make sure everybody's kind of aligned and pushing in that, in that direction, kind of, you know, rowing the boat together. Great advice there, Ian. And, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure to to have you on and, um, and kind of discuss and, and learn more about Karu. But yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Christian.